Welcome to Envisioned Broadcasting. The station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success presents When They Hear Us, an author's movement, a show that provides authors a platform to share their voice with the world. When They Hear Us, with Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley, begins now. We have an amazing show today. We are going to be talking to women who actually wrote the book, women, well, Asian Women Boss Up. And I will tell you, when I heard the name of this book, I knew I had to reach out to these ladies. <laughs> there was no question about it at all. And me of women and bossing up, yes, that is my thing, because I am the founder and the CEO of Boss Up Leaders Incorporated. We are a 501c3 corporation. So of course I'm gonna reach out to some women who bossing up. <laughs> so what we do is we have a two-part series. Today, we will be talking to nine of the ladies and we have, I believe, 10 the following week. So they're going to introduce themselves to you. So we'll start with Jayhan. Hi, my name is Jayhan, and I'm the CEO of ClosetSignature.com, and I also offer sound meditation baths with my seven crystal singing bowls. And through this book launch, I've also taken on a part-time job in educating financial literacy because that's something that should really be taught in school. And so I'm so super excited to be a part of this group of amazing Asian women that get to pass up and share our stories together. And thank you so much, Tracy, for having us on. Welcome. Okay, Vivian. Hi, everyone. My name is Vivian Esti Guzman. I am the number one money magnet activator, and my clients call me human MRI. So I combine the business acumen that I can see through my third eye lasering into what is it that perhaps you're not able to see with your own eyes because you're so close to yourself and your business so that you can actually manifest a six, seven figure or eight figure income and more with ease, grace and flow. And um, I was talking about aligning your purpose with source so that there is no or less resistance with your own soul purpose so that you can actually magnetize that money with ease. Hi, everyone. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, my name is Kathy Tran. I'm out here in sunny Southern California. I'm a single mother, uh, author, as well as a business owner. I own, uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Recruiter Hustle um, Incorporated. And um, in addition, I am a recovered addict, alcoholic in long-term recovery. And I specialize in abundance mindset coaching, specifically in the areas of health, wealth, and happiness. And I am so excited to help um, women boss up and live a life beyond their wildest dreams. Hey everyone, my name is Sheena Yapchan. I'm from Toronto, Canada. So I'm like in snow right now. So the total opposite of Kathy and I help Asian women break out of their shell so they can live an authentic life and thrive. So I'm a keynote speaker, coach, author, and podcaster on building self-confidence. I also have my own podcast called the Tao of Self-Confidence where I do interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. And this to me was very personal because we don't see a lot of support systems that help Asian women with confidence issues. And for me, representation is big because growing up, I never had that. All I ever saw was, you know, white women on TV. And so because of that, I always wanted to be a white woman named Heather with blonde hair and blue eyes. So I'm, it's like a personal mission for me to elevate women's voices, especially Asian women, because it's 2021 and we just deserve the visibility now more than ever, especially if you want to create that change and build up more women leaders. Now's the time to do it. So that's a little bit about me. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Dr. Tracy, for having us here. I am Sabrina Rumbach, a heart and lung surgery PA with more than 10 years experience in public health and neuroscience. 
I was someone just like all your typical Asian women who just know how to get things done. And so after two bachelor, two master degrees, I got into one of the best heart and lung surgery center in the world where people fly in to see us. And to the point I was so exhausted, burning out. And then I realized no matter how many degrees experience you have, that's not life. That is what people thought we should be living. So I went back to my root in neuroscience and public health, came up with six step system to help other powerful ambition ladies out there, professionals to save at least eight hour off your work and increase your productivity by 30%. So you can do the things you love to do, not just your obligations and truly live without overwhelmed underappreciation or unfulfillment. So that's my book chapter on how my journey from moving all across the world from China and uh, getting to this point now that I'm an international keynote speaker and a consultant and still be able to practice clinical in medicine. Thank you. Hi everyone, and thank you Tracy for having us here. My name is Amy Lin and I'm the founder and CEO of the Opulent Academy. I, I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners and helping them creating a quantum leap in their both business life and their professional life so they can live an opulent life. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. Um, my name is Annie Haddock, and I am a children virtual education expert and an author and a speaker. Uh, I have been living in Canada for 40 years, uh, moved from um, Hong Kong, and I actually teach children, young children, uh, mental math and based on a very ancient Chinese abacus tool. I combine the ancient tool with technology and help children to become eager and engaged learners. And that's what I do. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Tracy. Hi. Thank you for having me. So honored to be here. My name is Lucy Liu. I am a business and life coach. I am from Los Angeles and I help high achieving women in life transitions with confidence, clarity, joy, so they can live life fulfilled and become influential leaders. I also have my own podcast called The Lucy Lou Show, which is a weekly fueling station for your mind, business and life. And I'm all about women's empowerment as well. So I'm very excited to be here. Okay, Anita, I don't know if your mic is. <laughs> yeah, my mic wasn't turning on. Sorry about that. Hello. <laughs> I am Anita Chan. I am the owner of Anita B Spa in San Francisco. And um, through my 20 plus years in the beauty and wellness industry, I am an advocate of um, self-love and mental wellness through self-care practices. So I am first generation Asian American and um, throughout my entire childhood really struggled with um, you know, beauty standards of the Eastern culture and the Western culture. Um, so I am all about empowering women and men now um, to feeling beautiful from the inside and just being comfortable in their own skin. Um, and then just really having um, women and Asian women representation. So that's what I'm very passionate about. I'm very grateful to have um, all of you ladies to work with. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. Okay, you know, I want to I want to point on something that um, I believe Sheena said that she wanted to be white. <laughs> and it is very interesting because I've heard of black women saying they want to be white, but I never known that Asian women would say that. So what what would make you want to be someone else? Was it because of the ease of what we thought they had or? 
Well, I think it's just because it's all I ever saw on TV, right? I never saw anybody that looked like me. And so I figured, and especially living in the Philippines, they were so into American culture that, you know, it's like we just looked up to them because they were like these beautiful beings, not realizing that we were beautiful, just who we are. And so moving into moving to Canada, like that's all I ever saw on TV. That's all I ever saw in billboards and magazines. And I never saw anybody that looked like me. And so I was like, maybe if I have blonde hair and blue eyes and have, you know, white skin, I could be as beautiful as, you know, whoever Heather was at the time. And yeah, like, it's so funny because every time I share that story, they're like, my white girl name was Karen. My white girl name was Kathy. (laughs) So honestly, there's a lot of women who go through that. And back then, like representation was like nothing, right? And even if they did have Asian characters in Hollywood, it was played by white people. So it's like, Mm. it was really hard for us to look up to someone that looked like us and realize we were beautiful. Wow. Well, I am here to tell you, you guys are beautiful. I am looking at the screen right now like, wow. And I don't understand. Well, actually, I do, because I remember my mother telling me, and she's going to kill me if she hears this, that she wanted to be a white girl because they had the long flowing hair and they got all the attention and she was treated differently. And I'm like, really, mom? (laughs) So as I got older, I'm like, wow, it seemed like they had an easier life. And you're right. That's all we saw on television in the magazines. And I'm like, even with even with you guys, when you're saying that, you know, white women played Asian women, they did the same to us. They would play our parts. I'm like, why is this woman playing our part? It shouldn't be them. So have any of you ever experienced the same situation, same thought? Yes, Dr. Tracy, this is Vivian. And when I was in the Philippines, we always watched white movies and everything on mm-hmm. TV was um, related to them. So I, it's almost like putting someone a, a, on a pedestal and then hoping and hoping and wishing you were one of them. So uh, Philippines is still like heavily uh, influenced by Americans, literally. Most of the TV shows that we watch and the movies, that's how we grew up. And it's almost like a role model that we put up there saying, okay, I want to be like that person one of these days. I mean, why did we go to America? Because that was what we learned is it is the land of milk and honey. And so if you go to America, you're going to have a better life. And uh, there's some truth to that, literally, when we moved here. So that there's a lot of brain drain happening in our country. Like a lot of the smart people, (laughs) <laughs> a lot of the Asians that are really smart literally went to America. And so as soon as we came here, um, the opportunities are definitely bigger, right? Bigger and better, so to speak. And at the same time, some people, you know, we want to give back to where we came from. Some people, we built a life here on our own um, with our new families. But that's that that's just like our... Uh, um, I guess that's how we grew up with. Wow. Yeah, I definitely agree with Vivian. Uh, I moved here actually by myself. My mom got here and she thought uh, she in her mid-20s. She thought my personality is way too out there. I'm way too tap A. So in China, where you're supposed to be following the rules, the disciplinary set of what the classroom, your teacher, and the society put to you. So for me, who always like to step outside the boundary, who always like to question what we are doing and why are we doing? And that's just part of my personality type. And anybody who read Rubens for 10 days, that is who I am. I'm really good about keeping myself on track, but externally, I'm always asking questions. So she thought, hey, come to the US, who actually love for people who have a bit of diversity, who can do athlete music and be having the science brain. Instead, in China, you better just test for A and then A minus is for us is a failure, right? And it's so typical in that world. So in a sense, uh, we can be a little bit more expressive in this culture. Wow. I'd like to answer that question too, Dr. Tracy. Um, this is Kathy Trin. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, 
I went into recovery at, at a really young age, right after college, and when I was 22 years old. And um, one of the one of the things that we we learned in, especially in recovery, was self acceptance. And um, you know, acceptance uh, for me has been you know for the past 18 years, just constantly having to ex- accept you know my my life and the journey that I've been on. You know, every um, every hiccup that I've had, every obstacle that I've had to overcome. And it doesn't, it, it you know, we, like when I first stepped into a, a you know, a, say a 12 step program, I was like, Oh, I'm not like them. You know, I don't look like them. I'm not a hardly writing, you know, um, you know, smoker, you know, and, but I, because I look different, I had long hair, I'm Asian, but self-acceptance has been a part of my um, language for a very, very long time. And, you know, I, I truly today, like for myself, um, I'm, I'm a very proud American. I'm, I'm a proud Asian um, American and I've answered my life's calling just to help others discover their passion and create a, a joyful life that they love, especially through self-care practices that I've learned on recovery. So um, I don't, for myself, like I, I have a little bit of a, a different spin from that, but you know, me being Asian has um, has helped p- a lot of people, a lot of other young American, uh, Asian American women and men, um, just to really accept themselves. So um, that's my that's my view of being Asian. <laughs> uh, I would like to uh, answer the question too. I actually was born in the early '60s in Hong Kong, uh, so it was a British colony. So it's a very multicultural uh, society because lots of the, um, uh, even from Europe and uh, American, they have uh, companies in Hong Kong. And uh, at that time, there weren't that many middle class. I was actually raised in a a family of like with uh, nine children. Um, So education was very important. I just so remembered my mom told me and when I was maybe six and seven, she said, watch this, this lady in an air-conditioned office, like working, you have to, you know, get higher education in order to get into that. Um, that's, uh, that's what uh, put me into, like, education was so important in that society of the, lots of the big corporations, they are run by the uh, Western company, right, like uh, American or uh, British. So uh, that's what we see them, it's almost there's a different class. Right, like uh, of society, and uh, I was just get injected with that idea of that education. It was important to get us ahead because my parents were not given that uh, opportunity to get education. They were immigrants, like uh, well, free refugee, <laughs> like uh, left uh, China when it became uh, communist. Right, uh, so education was like that's my whole life is about getting higher education. Thank you. I just wanted to. I just- my recent experience, um, as we, as you ladies might or might not know, that they're doing a reboot of Sex in the City, and Samantha is not going to be in it. So there's been talk of what they're going to do to fill her position, and somebody mentioned, oh, maybe they're going to diversify it. And I didn't even realize when I was loving Sex in the City so much that it is a cast of all white women and wealthy women. And I, you know, we're so, it's so ingrained in this being born here in, in America. I just, it just was so normal to me that I didn't realize that that was a thing. So um, in my industry, in the beauty industry, um, even in Asia, um, you'll always see brightening and lightening products. And the aim and the beauty standard has always been the blonde hair, blue eye, light skin. Um, so that's why for me, I'm just so passionate about all shades of skin is beautiful. You know, for me, it was like chasing that Asian beauty, but I'm a California girl. So we love that golden skin. So it was like, where's my identity? What is the right, you know, standard to go after? So I just wanted to share with Sex and the City. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that they didn't diversify. They never diversified it. So that was interesting. That is an interesting point, Anita. This is Lucy Liu. And um, that made me think of when Charlie's Angels came out. And I was like, oh, my God, Lucy Liu, right? Um, There was different Asian representation. But that also became my problem because another Lucy Liu became so famous. Like, Lucy Liu is now a celebrity. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to be nobody. I'm just going to be nobody because there cannot be another Beyonce, right? There's already Beyonce. It's impossible to have another Beyonce. So this is actually something I talked about in my book chapter. Um, We all have limiting beliefs. 
like my name used to bother me so much. I grew up thinking, you know what, I, I might just might as well just retire. I, I might as well just stop chasing because I'll never be, you know, I'll never be anyone. And even until this day, I never felt like I wanted to be a white female, but yet I always till this day feel my English isn't good enough because I'm the child of an immigrant, because I'm not truly American, even though I hold a U.S. passport, even though I went to a, you know, a prestigious uh, university, I had good grades. And, and when I say that my English isn't good enough, people think I'm crazy. They're like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Right? And that's exactly what limiting beliefs are. We all have these self-negative talks and all of us are saying something like blah, blah, blah. I'm not, you know, blank enough. And I think that's across all cultures. And that's something we're here, those glass ceilings, we're here with this book is to shatter those glass ceilings. I'd like to touch on the name aspect because I know Sheena brought up like, oh, this is my white girl named Heather. And then Lucy Lou, you said that there's another Lucy Lou. And so um, for me personally, like I have a Korean name, which is Chuhyun. And I'm assuming most um, Asian people do have their Asian name. And then our American name, I was actually born Jane. And then my mom wanted to restart and she changed my name when I was going into to sixth grade when I was 12 years old to Jessica. And then in class, in seventh grade, there were six Jessicas. And I was like, mom, like, way to be original, you know? And so I really had this struggle with my name. I'm like, why couldn't I just be Juhyun, my Korean name? Why did I have to have this American name because someone couldn't pronounce it? Like I can teach someone to pronounce it. And so now I go by Jay Han because I have so many J names and so people get confused like what do you want to be called and so now I know I'm like I have the choice I choose to be called Jayhan and so yeah I wanted to touch on the names oh my gosh that may oh go ahead Amy I think you haven't uh, shared something yeah, yeah this, on that name. this is Amy yeah I, I also wanted to comment on that Jayhan because um you know I, I came from Taiwan and and I didn't want to be, you know, one of the, the white ladies, but I just wanted to blend in. But I knew I looked different, right? And it doesn't matter how, how much I try to blend in, I just look different, right? But now I understand that it's not about blending in, rather it's to stand out, speak up, right? And, and stand in my truth. So it's totally different. And this is the, the paradigm that growing up in an Asian culture, wanting to blend in and not speak up, not stand up, to now speaking up and standing up. So yeah, so thanks for sharing that. I was gonna comment, Jahan, on that name thing, uh, the energetics of it, just to share it with the audience. Um, you know how we're born with a certain name, right? On our birth certificate. And then some of us, we get married and then we add another name. And I heard, I think in, um, I don't know if this is Chinese culture that the last name of the spouse or the husband um, do you guys take that on or I think they you, some people I heard that they don't so anyway if you can think of a the visual of you know how when you're born you're riding a horse so let's say you have a white horse because you have a signature and, or an energy to your name and then when you add your husband's name you actually change the frequency or the energetics of that so I'm sure with Jehan that you have changed your name or your mother has several times that the experiences and the energies of that actually change. So instead of, and it's great that you took it by, you know, by the rain and say, hey, wait a minute, I want my name to be this name because now you're in charge of your life rather than everybody else telling you, well, no, your name is Jude, then Jessica, and then another J versus, okay, no, this is the name that I want to be known as and i'm going to use this so that the frequency is the same because sometimes the energy changes literally they say about every seven years so every time you change like i i experienced that right when i got married and added the last name it's like something changed in my life you couldn't quite explain it it's like deep inside of you and then you're like something is not quite the same but you're thinking i'm the same person right 
but the, your frequency changes. And so for me, I actually went back when I went in business to go back to my original name, just like what it was in the birth certificate, rather than adding my husband's name on everything that's printed. And, and that literally changed me back to what my sole purpose and sole path uh, would be normally. So I just want to share that little energy tidbit with, with the rest of the group. Wow, you ladies are so amazing. I am just sitting here literally in, in almost tears because I never thought that another culture went through what we go through. I always thought it was just, um, well, I say black, but African-Americans. It's like, wow, I, I, I'm amazed. And I'm so glad even more now that I have you guys on this show and expressing yourself to the world because people need to hear it. And diversity, inclusion, equity is something real. And having, you know, you know, when we think Asian, you know, I've always gone to the nail salons, <laughs> you know, the hair stores. And I used to talk to the ladies and I never knew that you change your names to fit America. And I'm like, why would you do that? And now hearing your stories is like, wow, okay. And me, I will botch up a name real quick. <laughs> so I would probably mess your name up. I guess making it easier for us to understand or to say um, was the reason, but uh, I still, it's like taking away your identity. I, I may I add in uh, about the name, uh, just because I was born in Hong Kong and it, we went, I went to a, a Catholic school and it's from Canada. Uh, actually since kindergarten, we have to have an English name. And I almost should be called Emily instead of Annie. So as one of my sister told me to go to school and just tell the uh, teacher that your name is Emily. I guess the teacher must have heard Annie. So I became Annie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then when I came to Canada and I got married and I married a Caucasian. So hearing his name is hard. Hard dog. So I totally haven't used my birth name for the longest time. Uh, yeah. uh, so I don't even notice, like you know, my my Chinese name. Yes, it was actually in my um, uh, ID, like in the passport, the first time around. But then the second, when I renew it, I think I missed one of my uh, identity card or whatever. So even my Chinese middle name that I tried to reserve in my passport. <laughs> It's gone. So, like, so I just kept this identity. Even I have been uh, divorced for oh, probably twenties, uh, twenty-two years or so. Uh, but I kept the last name because I wanted to be in the same last name as my son. I raised my son as a single parent since he was four years old. I just wanted others because I because he's um, mixed race. Like I married a Caucasian. I just felt like people see because he doesn't look totally. Uh, Western or Chinese, like so, it, it's a mix, and so people thought that I'm a nanny. That's the worst thing that a parents can feel, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. So I I kept uh, the same last name as my son. That's why. Wow. <laughs> I I'm in shock that I'm like wow. I just oh I just thought it was us. <laughs> you yeah. made me feel so great right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all of us somehow trying to change us to fit the mold of society. So then there's a debate of should we stand out? Because when we change it, it's technically just like what Vivian said, we change our frequency to stand out in a different way. Mm -hmm. So when I came to the US, my mom also changed my name because my Chinese name is really difficult for uh, the Americans to pronounce it because they start with the X. And in, especially in uh, um, most of Americans, they don't even know what that X sounds like. And I always say it's SH sound in a way. And I kept it as my middle name when I became a citizen. So I also went by Sabrina. And because that name is also relatively unique, it's not too common. And when I got married, I know my last name is Chen. It's also one of the biggest 
um, uh, family name in uh, in Asia. So I wanted to again, I wanted to be in a unique position. So I also changed my last name to my ex husband's name, and um, now I have a English first name, my Chinese middle name, and my ex husband's last name. But in the position, I definitely understand what Vivian said. You change your vibration because when I uh, got married and even divorced, I realized I don't want to change my name back and forth. All my medical license, my personal brand, everything is now under Sabrina Rombach and it's freaking unique. So I'm owning up to that uniqueness because that last name in the whole US, there's only four of us who has that last name. So you know what? It doesn't matter for people who question is like, what's that last name coming from? I'm just owning up to that's my new self. Wow, Sabrina, you know, you are a firecracker. <laughs> Dr. Tracy, I just want to I just want to point out one thing um, as you're listening in and you're you're so surprised at what we all go through. I think how powerful it is to um, the reason why we need to share our stories is um, because, you know, with the BLM movement, with the stop Asian hate um, situation going on right now, we are all way more connected than we actually think every mm -hmm. race every culture, every gender. Um, but the thing is, there's just not enough re representation. Um, me, I, I, I was also like um, Lucy, who was like, am I articulate enough? Does anybody care about my story? Um, but I realized that how important it is to share our stories because once we start talking, the education portion of it just can bridge us over the entire world um, because we all have our own fears and struggles it's just that we don't talk about it and so we don't we don't share then the other person won't know so that's partially our fault if we're not educating other people on this is what's going on this is what our life was this is our own experiences as well so i i love that your your comments of wow i didn't know because i just made me realize oh my god this is why these conversations are so important to have yes they are and you know and it wasn't just about the book it was like man i want to hear their stories that is why i named this um radio show when they hear us because okay you can pick up a book and read it but when you hear the person behind the story it makes a difference so i was like i have to have them on here <laughs> so what i want to do now is I want you ladies to tell me the name of your chapter, what inspired you to write that chapter, and one juicy nugget that they'll find in your chapter. Let's start with Jehan. I feel a little embarrassed right now. I'm blanking on the name of my chapter. And, <laughs> and what my chapter is about, it, it starts off as my mom's story because she came to the US when she was 19 years old by herself from South Korea. And in order for her to make a living, she had to make an income. So she started selling Walkmans and radios in front of a Shell gas station in Compton, California. And I thought she was doing this by herself the whole time and it was with my dad, who I've never met. Um, and that's a whole nother story where I go and search for him and and also being an entrepreneur, like I've been grown, I grew up in an entrepreneurial world and being an entrepreneur to me means taking that risk, really taking that risk to have a service or a product to bring value and benefits to others and of service. And also through this time, like my mom has had, we've had 13 clothing stores that we run and then now we have one and it has me go into different opportunities of offering sound meditation to connect people to their mind, body, and spirit, and then also teaching financial education. So everything I do is of service, and it falls under an umbrella of inner peace because one of the main stressors is money, and then also being able to provide the sound meditation. Um, so I'll be going into that in my story. Wow. Thank you, Jehan, for sharing that. So 
my story was more, you know, you heard my title, number one money magnet activator in human MRI. But it's interesting because for me, my awakening was I basically had the warning signs of a stroke. They call that TIA, where in the right side of my body just became numb and I was kind of cross-eyed when I woke up one morning. But that was my soul waking up and saying, wait, you're not quite aligned with your purpose. And that's the, the chapter that I wrote on this book, Asian Women Who Boss Up, is aligning your purpose with your source. Because you know how we have standards that we see in society and culture. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm a different human. I And I couldn't explain it. You know, like when I was growing up, I just tried to be like the number one, like in school, hoping that people won't bother me if, you know, I'm doing my job as a student, right? But then when I grew up, I really, when I finished school, I'm like, I really need to do something else. I thought I would be a detective, but I am a detective <laughs> of the human body <laughs> because of the human MRI. And I couldn't say, like, I could see some weird ghosts or spirits and other planes and other dimensions. And it's kind of like, you're kind of like freaking me out, right? So I didn't want to be, you've heard of a closet healer, right? I, I would do some healing. I would help people cure cancer. I would help people cure the stroke. Even I had that stroke for like three weeks and then I was done, right? I was. That was my wake up call saying, you can't hide anymore. It's either you do what you're supposed to do in this life or you got to check out. And I didn't want to check out because I just had my fourth kid who was a preemie my first C-section, right? And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to change my life, God. This is the time. I mean, there's no more turning back. And I had to come out. That was difficult for me, saying I'm a human MRI. I was like in CEO space with like thousands of entrepreneurs. And I'm like, I think I'm a human MRI. You know how in the beginning when you come out of your closet, <laughs> it's like, I think I'm a human MRI, but I, but I can't explain to you, but I could. If, if I could just bring myself out and say, these are the things I can really do with this magic, I can really help heal anybody who gets in, in, you know, in some form of a sickness. And, and the sickness could be just health or they're not happy with their relationship or they're not happy with their money flow. And so that took a while, right? It took me years to even come out and even to say, money magnet activator, because I could literally look at the human body, not just in 3D, but in 5D and tell them their story without them saying a word. But you know, you can't just do that in front of strangers, right? Especially if they didn't give you permission. So I had to learn all that, like you gotta ask permission before you even open your mouth. <laughs> because in my human design, I have this freak genius channel in other words, like whatever I see with my third eye, I could just like communicate it with my throat. But some people are not ready to hear their genius. Some people are not ready to hear, oh, you're meant to do something else, right? Like you're doing this kind of job, but literally that's not what you need to be doing. So I started um, noticing that the people connecting with me are the people who really want to change. So I always warn my clients or potential clients, if you don't want change, please don't come see me because the change is so exponential. You know, you've heard of quantum leaps that you go from the first floor to the 12th floor and then suddenly you're like, what happened to the people I know, the friends that I have? Because in order to actually attract money, you need to be willing to receive and sometimes Things have to change drastically for you to have that change, that transformation or shift that we're all talking about. Because, you know, it's one thing to, to want it, but it's another thing to really live it. So when you go through that and it's like, whoa, what just happened? Like I, I rode a jet plane and I don't know where I'm at now. That's the feeling that people get when they work with me. So then they're like, uh, maybe I'm not ready yet. You know, like they say they're ready, but they're not ready. And so, and I'm okay with that. Um, so the right people come, and I always say this to everyone, the right people come when they're ready. So I have to learn how to wait. That's been my, my biggest, um, <laughs> my biggest challenge in life is like, I, I can take you here, but you got to want it. Not just me wanting it for you. So there's that dance that's happening. So I'm very excited about this book, 
aligning your purpose with source and that was my chapter because once you let god lead you so to speak in your own purpose right like because every one of us here even if we all look asian we all have a different job and once you own that job oh my god it's so magical it's almost like you have angel wings and you have several angels with you and they'll just take you there if you're willing to do that and to receive that's my spiel <laughs> perfect hi everyone kathy trinigan um yeah my i believe my chapter was on um ultimately um, being the resource center for pretty much any any problem that we've had. Um, just set, being someone in, in long-term recovery, I've taken inventory of my entire life, you know, and really was able to take shame and guilt and really be able to transform that into power and the power to help heal other people. Um, I grew up I grew up primarily in, in um, sunny Southern California um, for the past 40 years, but I, I actually came here um, as a refugee immigrant. So I'm, I've, you know, I've got that story and, um, you know, grew, grew up in a blue collar um, home. Um, parents didn't speak English, um, just trying to fit in constantly. And um, I, ultimately what I, who I am today is, you know, I'm truly a, a multi-potentialite. So um, being a multi-potentialite, I, I don't have just one calling in life. You know, I'm a business owner, I'm a global speaker. I share my story on a very, um, on a global platform, but on a very open platform. Um, you know, I've, I've lived an extraordinary life and um, I've hit my bottoms several times, emotionally, physically, and spiritually as well. And today I'm, I'm a walking testimony that whatever problem you've ever had, um, you can overcome it. You know, you can really overcome, um, you know, the pain and the guilt and the shame that we've, we've, a lot of us have walked through, but we don't talk about it. And so in my first book, um, you know, I talked about my journey and I shared a lot of the deep, dark secrets that a lot of a Asians or even human beings don't even talk about because it's extremely embarrassing, you know, just losing jobs, um, you know, marrying somebody that had mental illness, he went to prison and, um, you know, he came out of prison and we had to walk through bipolar, um, manic depressions, episodes. And um, we, uh, you know, I, be, I became a, a single mom at the age of 30 after I had my child. Um, so it's it's a lot of, you know, deep, dark secrets and, and being able to work that and, and really accepting like who I am today as a, as a woman, as a mother, as a business owner, and truly being able to leverage that bit of my life to be able to, to boss up as, as our, as our book speaks. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really grateful. Like, and, you know, and, and it truly, it is, it's, um, you know, my, my first book, as well as going into this book, it's all about an abundance mindset and what that abundance mindset is. It's, it's coming from um, a place of gratitude. So, you know, there's five different areas, there's exponential growth, there's success, there's a mindset of, um, transformation but it's we're always constantly transforming um we evolved i i've even evolved um you know 50 minutes ago when i hopped onto this call we didn't know what this conversation was going to look like but it's extremely beautiful and to be able to share our experience strength and hope you know with other people to let let them know hey you know what we are women that have bossed up but we have we've hit our bottom just like you you know we're we're human we put one foot in front of like in in front of the other we put our um we wear our pants the same way that everybody else does and you know and just um just just owning our life and that that's truly the the essence of my chapter um ultimately being a resource center for any problem that we've had in life so that's that's me in a nutshell <laughs> thank you i'll hand it over to sheena Hey everyone. And so for my chapter is actually like the closing chapter of the book. And it's really talking about why creating representation is important. And the main thing is the main reason why we create representation is to see it's to help other women out there, especially Asian women and women of color to see their worth, right? We grow up thinking we're not worthy. We don't deserve a seat at the table, but we all do. And it takes a belief system to build on that, right? It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, um, you don't have to believe in yourself 100%, just a little bit to, to build up on that. And so 
I always, you know, talk about representation, why it's huge. And if you really want it, it has to start with yourself, right? Because each and every one of us can create that difference no matter what happens. And learning to be okay with being messy, right? Because we all think we have to be this perfect person or the perfect wife or the perfect daughter or perfect sister. But really just showing up messy sometimes is great because it's something that's relatable and it's something that's doable for everyone. And I know because I'm always like a hot mess all the time, but, you know, we make it happen, right? We just do what we can because we're all human. We're not perfect. We're not robots. We're human. Things aren't always going to be, you know, 100% great. It's going to, it's like a roller coaster. Sometimes we're going up, sometimes we're going down, sometimes we're upside down. And so we have to like, be okay with ourselves, know our worth and, you know, have this book help them also. Right. I even share five tips to five, five tips to boss up your confidence, right. So that they can walk away, starting taking action in their own life. And so, yeah, I'm just really excited for this book because there's no book out there like it. Um, you know, especially highlighting Asian women on a cover of a book. It's, it's monumental, right? Like it took, it took to 2021 for this to make it happen, but better late than never. And we all have to start somewhere. That's so amazing, Sheena. Um, for sure, we're all here for that purpose. Now, my chapter really dive into how I was the girl who always act tough. Uh, you know, you can't have anybody else rely on but yourself. Now, my parents got divorced very early on. I'm the only girl. All my cousins are male. So I was in the positions always fighting against something and always feeling like I need to prove myself or something else out there. So that mentality of putting myself, getting all these degrees, getting into the position where everybody else felt like I made it. But Guess what? I was working more than 80 hours a week, taking calls almost every night, going to the hospital additional on the weekends to make sure everything is taken care of. Until one day, I was waking up with a fever, still scrubbing in. And that day, I felt like I barely can just hold on. And what I truly had to convince myself that we cannot just do it anymore. Our body is on strike. And I pick up the phone, finally called in sick. Then the end of the line, what I got was, Sabrina, you didn't tell us sooner? Like we can predict when I'm foreseeing robots is going to happen in our life. And now we are all being just women in general tend to take on so much more, but we keep saying yeses, putting on extra weight on our shoulder for them to grab and rob our sanity, our time and precious energy. So that's why I had to go back to my root and from my thesis, my research in neuroscience and public health and come up with this six step system that no matter who you are as a woman, as an ambitious person, whether you're in the leadership position, especially in healthcare, or you wanna break out from big organization, have a private practice of your own, stop thinking this is your baby, this is your passion because passion Passion shouldn't be turning into a poison. Passion should be understanding what you truly love and in the flow and something you're also really good at. That is our true desire zone. That's how we can also highlight and sustain the way that we live. And from the positive psychology side, remove those sabotaging tendency and knowing, as Vivian even pointed out, receiving. How can you pivot yourself from the stuck state of sabotaging tendency and going into those five stage of empowerment? So we wanted to receive empathy, receive the innovative power and not just feeling like we have to constantly give. Because in medicine, we know, 80% of us are all women, but guess what? Only one out of six leaders in C-level executive owners or dean the school are women. So how can we really truly step out and not feeling like we ought to be one, two, three, but we're just ourselves and still be able to tap into our 10 different key components of our life. So we're not seeking what? Balance is too hard to achieve, but you can seek harmony and be able to show the quality of each part of your life. So my book chapter does share my steps for you to save some time and truly live up to the person, the desire, and highlight and sustain all your component of your life. Pass the mic on.
Wow, it's so interesting to hear all the ladies' stories.、Uh, we all have different backgrounds and different learning experiences.、Um, so this is Amy Lin, and my chapter is about becoming the best version of yourself through personal development. So when we're talking about earlier, trying to instead of trying to be other people, we should step in and become the best and highest version of us. And for me, what I went through was I started going to personal development events. I walked on fire. <laughs> I swallow fire. I jump out from a five-story building. I jumped out from an airplane. I, I went through all that. It was to test the limit of my own capabilities and to, to truly understand who I am. So what I've learned is that I am a spiritual being. I live in a physical body and I have a mind. So what that means is I'm an infinite being. Like anything is possible, as long as we learn to let go of all the limiting beliefs that don't serve us and tap into who we truly are. And so it's to really accept you for who you are. And a lot of ladies mention about self love, right? Self love is not just doing pedicure, manicure, but in, it's to truly take care of yourself. Because when you truly take care of yourself, then you can go out and contribute for others. And another thing that I mentioned in the chapter is to how to quiet your fear, and then tap into your intuition, because when we're in the fearful state, our intuition we're not able to tap in, and yet our intuition, our soul, can always tell us what's the right thing to do. So it's to really learn to stop looking at external things, but rather to go within and listen to yourself, because the answer is within already. So thank you. Hi,、uh, my name is Annie Hardock.、Um, so my、uh, chapter is about having a clear life vision,、uh, and then any of the decision that you have to make in life becomes very easy.、Um, so, for example, I like I said when I was a little kid, I see education is very important for me to advance, and that's why I came to Canada for a higher education. And then after I got married and have a son, and then I'd say, I I don't really want that long commute and also being in a corporate job. That's not the lifestyle that I want. So I know clearly what the lifestyle I wanted. So then I started a home-based business in a small town, which I love the nature. And I say I'm going to stay here, even though there's only a handful of Asian. It's all Caucasian around me. And it took me a year before my business took off. Uh, because I formed my own business network, so I have a business networking group that's still running. It's now twenty-three years. So when the vision is clear, what the lifestyle that you want to live in, then every single decision is easy.、Um, and then I, I became single parent actually when my son was just four years old. And I decided, yes, I, I'm not moving back to the city. I'm going to continue that lifestyle that I choose to live. And then I get more involved in the community because to get other people's acceptance, you immerse into their community. Because if they don't know you, they cannot accept you. You know. So initially, it was difficult because I was single parent. I didn't really have family that lived close by, so I was actually alone in the town and running my own home based business. So it wasn't growing until my son、uh, in high school. Then I joined all the like because I have lots of interest, like in、uh, choirs and in、uh, tai chi and、uh, you know lots of different activities. So I get involved and people start to know me, and then the. Business just flow right because when everyone know your name and everyone knows you, and they know when anyone start a new business in this small town of just ten thousand people, <laughs> so they know come to see Annie, right? So、uh, that's why like now my son is already uh, like twenty、uh, six. He actually moved moved、um, uh, about three years ago. So that's what I was searching was the next phase of my life. So again, I have another vision of what my Lifestyle is going to be so it becomes really clear, easy decision. Actually, when I get involved in this <laughs> Asian women who boss up, took me just a few minutes. When I heard the name and when I know what my vision is going global and also、uh, getting more immersed with the Asian market, and that was easy decision. So I think my、uh, takeaway is like having a very clear、uh, life vision because you're not gonna. Determine your life by your job. 
it's more the lifestyle what you want to live in. And that's my takeaway. Thank you. Thank you, Annie. This is Lucy Liu again. Um, so in my chapter, I talked about um, some of my stories, how I grew up in China, immigrated to the US, and just how I became a coach. And what I really want to inspire the audience with my chapter is really about confidence. I talked about my name um, being my hindrance before, but really once I took ownership of that name, um, it became who I am and it became the reason I bossed up. And it's a constant reminder that that is the true version of me, that confidence version of Lucy Liu is who I really am. And for that reason, I kept it as my maiden name. So it is my maiden name. And even after I got married, I still kept this name because confidence is the most beautiful thing you can ever wear. And that's why I started my podcast, The Lucy Lou Show, is to shatter my own limiting beliefs. My English isn't good enough. I'm still going to talk because even if I just change the life of one listener, I have done a better, my part, my contribution to a better world. And I think that's what it's all about, that little flicker of hope that we can put out into the world to catapult into different movements. And this Boss Up series is definitely a movement on its own. And if, if we just keep it snowball, this world is going to be a better place. And I really want to inspire anyone who's reading or who's listening or watching that you are amazing. You're remarkable. Any circumstances in your life are neutral. Your reactions and your thoughts after will determine your entire life experience and the outcome of your life. So you have control and you are the CEO because the CEO of a corporation sets the strategy and vision for a company. You get to set all the strategy and vision for your life. And we are all here and we are all here as a collective and we can do this you can do this thank you lucy and and all of you ladies for sharing a snippet of your stories i'm just makes me even more excited about the book um this is anita chan again and my chapter is about um paving your own path and um learning how to really um use your network and and ask for help and then learning how to receive that help. My story starts off with um, being raised by a tiger mom who was a single parent as well. And her story of literally having to jump into an ocean to swim her way to freedom, um, escaping China and the revolution, and then coming into a foreign country to um, create her own life. Um, and you know, being an entrepreneur herself, she never wanted me to be an entrepreneur, never wanted me to have my own business, um, never thought that the beauty industry is a career. Um, she thought that was just a passion. She said passion doesn't feed people. Um, and so, um, so what I had to do was really learn how to um, work towards my goal and dream against, you know, my own support system that that you wish was there for you. But I know she loves me. It's just that I wanted to prove to her that I can make this happen. And so even when I went into college, um, I was lucky to um, know that I wanted to be in the beauty wellness industry at the age of 14. When I went into college, I, there was no major that fit what I wanted to study. So I created my own major in the university. So I talk about how I did that and going into corporate world just to satisfy my tiger mom's desire for me to jump into corporate world. I knew I wasn't a corporate girl. So I decided to jump that corporate ladder and be my own boss. So that's really um, what my story is about and, and really sharing um, the importance of um, knowing yourself, finding that beauty within yourself, that self-love, because once you get there, we can then serve. I think all of us have a purpose to serve and that's what creates value for us, but we cannot create that value if we don't take care of the most important person, which is yourself. So I'm so excited to have this book come out and, and to share everybody's story because as we heard even just within this last hour, everybody's story is so amazing and so much to learn from. So thank you, Dr. Tracy, for allowing us to um, share just a little snippet of what this book is about and um, for the rest of the authors to come on and share their, their stories. Wow. Thank you guys for accepting the invitation. 
So what I want to do now is quickly go around and tell us how they can get in touch with you and how to purchase the book. So first of all, this book would not be happening if it wasn't for Tam, Tam Luck. And I'm so, I'm sure we're all so grateful for her women international vision that brings all women of all races, of all backgrounds together to create these series of books. And our book, The Asian Women Who Boss Up, is going to be available on Tuesday. And that is the 23rd, let me look at my calendar, on Amazon. And then the paperback will be coming out in March. And let's see, the link will be posted on all of our social medias, which we'll be getting to Tracy. And you're next, Vivian. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Tracy. So um, like Jayhan said, the book will be available available on Tuesday. And if you want to get in touch with me and you're having some weird overwhelm of any kind, you can go to overwhelm911.com or you can email me at vivian at feelbetterrehab.com. And I'll pass it on to Kathy. Thank you. I'm yeah. I'm extremely excited to be on this uh, book as well. So, uh, you all um, can find me on Instagram. It's Kathy Trin underscore, as well as Facebook and my website, which is kathytrin.com. You'll be able to order uh, a copy of the book there as well. Thank you, and I'll hand it over to Sheena. Thanks, Kathy. So if anyone would like to order the ebook, you can check it out on Amazon. It'll be available there. But if you guys like the feeling of a physical book, most a lot of people like that, you can pre-order a copy of the book on my websites, shinayapchan.com or thetowofselfconfidence.com. Actually, even if you just Google Sheena Yapchan, I'm, only, I'm the only Sheena Yapchan on the internet. So it's easy for me to find on the internet. <laughs> Thanks everyone, this is Sabrina. For anyone who wanted to have a quick two minute reboot to bring back your focus and know how to increase your productivity by more than 30% within 60 days, uh, you can hop on a free consultation with me at sabrinarumback.com forward slash blueprint. Let's see how we can create that blueprint for you. But everyone who's uh, interested in purchasing the ebook, we actually have all the proceeds donate to the um, Asian American Mental Health Initiative. I create a short link to the Amazon page is sabrinarumbach.com forward slash book. Just my phone name and my social media handle is also just my phone name. And so excited for you guys to read about stories and also contribute to this awesome initiative as we launch the ebook on Tuesday. Again, sabrinarumbach.com forward slash book for that ebook. Wow, this is really a collaboration. It's amazing. So be sure to follow all the ladies and uh, order the book on Amazon. So I can be reached on Facebook or Instagram under uh, The Opulent Academy. Yes. Uh, yeah, for the ebook, go to uh, Amazon. And, but if you wanted a printed copy, uh, you can go to my website, Annie's Voice. Dot com and I will even sign it for you. <laughs> and also, uh, if you are interested in connecting with me, just text um, education uh, to the phone number 1-833-226-4549. Thank you. Hello, if you enjoyed this, um, come say hello. I'm at lucyliucoaching.com and tune in to the Lucy Liu show. I will also be interviewing many of the authors from this book and you can learn more about their stories in detail and the book, physical book will be available on lucyliucoaching.com as well. Have a beautiful day.
Hi, this is Anita Chan again. Um, I do want to mention that we are donating 100% of the proceeds on uh, Amazon, the sales towards the National um, Association of Asian American Professionals in their mental health sector. Um, so that would be great if you do your contribution there. Um, and if you want to um, learn a little bit more about self-care and beauty tips, you can go onto Instagram at Anita B Spa. Um, and my own personal um, Instagram is at Anita B Beauty, which I talk about um, business and just life hacks um, and then the physical book is also available for pre-order on the on my website anitabspa.com i will also be donating some of the proceeds there towards an organization working um towards the anti um asian stop you know, stop asian hate um initiative as well so thank you i'd like to add real quick i never gave my information <laughs> i got so excited and this is all brand new to me um, speaking and all of in this whole world and so my personal information on Instagram you can get a hold of me at jhan j-h-a-n integrates i-n-t-e-g-r-a-t-e-s or on my clothing store website closetsignature.com and thank you so much again Tracy and for all of these Asian women who are continually showing me like how I can boss up too Yes, I was going to come back to you and say, hey, can you provide your information? <laughs> Again, ladies, thank you for being on the show. And you guys purchased the book, Asian Women Boss Up, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to When They Hear Us, where Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley and her guests provide stories and experiences. This is also a platform for authors to encourage, empower, and equip people around the world with their voice. To learn more about Dr. Lashley and her quest to share the voice of powerful writers, go to her website at drtracylashley.info. You may also contact her by sending an email to info at drtracylashley.com. Remember to always intentionally walk in your purpose and strive to elevate to significance.